Welcome in to the Back and Forth Podcast. I'm your host, at Matt, a.k.a. Matt Raftery. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Joey G. And Joey, I mean, we got some college football today, finally. Um, finally. You know, we're, we, we've done some NFL before, and um, now we're we're kind of dipping our toe into uh, into the college football um, sphere. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been very... First, it was NBA heavy, then we dive into the NFL, and uh, we still got a little bit to go in the NFL, but... Now just about a month away from college football, getting a little bit of some college football. Got some college football. So what we'll do is we will give you, uh, we'll go through the Power Five conferences. We'll give you the conference winners that we think are coming out of those respective conferences, and we'll give you a play, you know who we obviously think are in the playoffs. Um, basically, all the notable teams and, and all that we will give you um, kind of the look ahead for. And I mean what. There's one team I have circled that could very well, you know, sleepwalk themselves into the playoffs with how ridiculously easy they got handed a schedule of. Want to take a guess who it is? Notre Dame. Close. It's Ohio State. Ohio State. Um, if I would be Notre Dame. It's the right region. And Notre Dame is on their schedule. So not, not too far off. But it is the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um Ohio State starts at home against Notre Dame for the opener. That's a win. Notre Dame can't be a good team. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and mark Arkansas State and Toledo at home as both wins for Ohio State. Don't see really tough games out of those. They welcome in Wisconsin at home, the fourth game of the year. That's another win. Rutgers at home. Yeah, a win. So Ohio State has five straight home games to start the year. Like they don't leave the state of Ohio until the month of October. That's insane. And they're Wait, they 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 actually have five straight home games, or yes. they're just playing. No, they they have five straight home games. Notre Dame is a home game. Arkansas State, Toledo, both home games. Wisconsin's a home game, and Rutgers is a home game. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Wow. And then their 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 first true tough road game, quote unquote. So how's the rest of the season go? Do they just have one home game after that, or no? They still have. They probably have about seven or eight home games sprinkled in here. Like they they don't go on the road very much. How is that? Is this supposed to be six and six? Yeah, I guess money seven money buys you enough things. I guess I guess so. Um, but after Rutgers, they go on the road for the first time to Michigan State. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone in in the Big Ten besides Michigan is, is really good enough to beat Ohio State. Iowa's at home. Yeah, that's a win. This is a game they might slip up on on the road to Penn State. No, really. Penn State, Penn State isn't even with the. It, it could be a whiteout game for Penn State. Uh, if we had a sound effect for me snoring, I'd I'd play that right now. <laughs> I don't think that W for Ohio. I agree. Yeah, I w. think. Uh, I think this is a closer game than people think, but I do think Ohio State wins this game probably by like a touchdown or something. Yeah. Northwestern on the road. Win. Northwestern um Northwestern and Purdue give a lot of people fits. Yeah, but I don't I don't think Ohio State will be one of those teams. Um Indiana at home. Win. Maryland on the road. Win. Michigan at home. That might be that could be the game they slip up on. I think this is a win. I think they I think they win that one as well, but I'd put Michigan over Penn State being the game they slip on up slip up on. Because you know it's a rivalry game. Uh we know how 
how deep that rivalry runs. Michigan, uh, excuse me, runs. Michigan got the best of them last year. Michigan will be around the same neighborhood as a, as a, you know, in terms of how good of a team they are this season. Um, it is a road game for them, but it is a game they are capable of winning. I think. And I mean, Ohio State returns a lot of p- personnel from last year. They return C.J. Stroud, their quarterback. They return most of their offense, which on paper should be a top five offense in the country. I mean, it was already high powered as it was last year. I think it's only going to get better. And I think getting Michigan at home this year is a perfect spot for Ohio state because you have the revenge factor and it's on your home turf. So you not, you don't have to go to Ann Arbor. Um, you already have enough motivation knowing that Michigan beat you last year. Um, I, I don't know if it's crazy to think that Ohio State's going to go 12-0 and in this regular season. And then they play whatever team the Big Ten wants to throw out of the West Division. It's probably Wisconsin. or may, Yeah, it's probably Wisconsin. I was, I was going to say Iowa, but Iowa's never all that good. I mean, they're okay, but... Either one of those teams, it's not really much of a... Yeah, so <laughs> you basically... And at, at that point, if you're 13-0 and and you're Ohio State you're basically guaranteed a spot into the yeah. um, big or the playoff round. I think even if they lose in the Big Ten championship, as long as they can go 12-0 through the regular season, they'll be number one in the polls for the majority of that. And um, one loss isn't going to – they'll go from one to three or one to four. Yeah. So the, I think I think all they got to do really is go 12-0 and and then they're in the playoff. Yeah. I mean, I think – I have – Ohio State is my consensus Big Twelve or Big Ten winner. I don't think anybody's really coming close to them. Again, maybe Michigan, possibly. I'd have to see what Michigan looks like. I don't know if last year was just a fluke for Michigan either. I mean, it could very be, very possibly be that Michigan is back to eight and four, nine and three type of Michigan again this year. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is, it, with Jim Harbaugh being the head coach. That leads to me. That leads more questions for me when it comes to Michigan. As far as was last year just a fluke, or is there something? Is there a table act or a corner actually being turned? Rather, right. Um, one team I want to run through real quick, just for my own sake, I guess. I don't think this isn't this isn't going to be a playoff team. It well, quite frankly, may struggle to be a bowl team for that matter. Nebraska. They do have a fairly easy schedule, somewhat, at least to start. We've heard this story before. I know. They start. They don't even start in Nebraska for the season. They start in Dublin, Ireland. They start where? They're playing their first game against Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland, the, a week before everybody else plays. Why? Money, I guess. People in Ireland want to watch? American football. American college football? Yeah, Nebraska and who? Northwestern. They want to watch the most mediocre Power 5 schools play. Yes. Okay, I mean, hey, Apparently. I thought maybe it was like Notre Dame in Nebraska. Maybe. Either either that or both schools sent Ireland a fat bag and was like, "Let us play here, please." I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I mean, I get, I get playing overseas games, I suppose, but I don't get why it's that matchup. <laughs> I don't know. We can't send somebody like Bama and Ohio State over or something. It's U- like UNLV and it, Air like, Force. It's in like Brazil. when the NFL sends um, Jacksonville overseas to the London game. Well, I mean, yeah, but those are like professional teams nothing less i mean yeah, like i said that's like unlv playing right. air force in brazil like yeah exactly oh um, I, I don't know why the locals would want to <laughs> yeah. spend time out of their evening 
Nebraska does come into this game as a 12-point favorite, though, early on. Yeah, I think they, they, they beat Northwestern. I don't think it's by 12, but... No, I think they beat Northwestern, I'm going to go no more than six. Right. Somehow, the North Nebraska-Northwestern is always a close game every year. My gut says a field goal, but I think there's going to be a little more motivation on Nebraska's sideline this year, knowing that it's a put-up-or-shut-up year for Scott Frost. Yeah, I, I think they do win the opener. They come back home and open up against North Dakota. Uh, the Bison, right? Yes, North Dakota Bison. I'm going to go loss. Ooh, surprising. You know, I don't necessarily hate that. Nebraska has one of those fluke losses every year that you just go, what just happened? Well, North Dakota is like, they're, are they, are they, F, what are they, FB, FCS? F- FCS. FCS. They are, they're one of the best FCS teams. Uh, this is a school that's, Carson Wentz came from. This yeah. is a school Trey Lance came from. They put a lot of good players in the NFL. Um, so this is not a you know a typical FCS opponent where you can look at them and say, okay, well this is a W. Um, I mean, and especially where Nebraska's been the, the past several seasons, four and eight, three and nine, five and seven. Oh wait, no, uh, I don't. It might be North Dakota State that we're thinking of. Hang on, let me look at this real quick. Okay, because if if it's just North Dakota, yeah, if it's just North Dakota, that's they're like the. I forgot what their mascot is. Let's see. North Dakota is the Fighting Hawks. So that's who they're playing. They're playing North Dakota, not North Dakota State. Okay. okay. Well, 2-0. Okay, yeah. I was excited for that matchup. I was like, oh, okay, well, North Dakota. That's what I thought, too. That'd be a fun, like, because, like, they're, they're relatively close to each other. And yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of North Dakota State fans would make the trip. For that. That'd be a, a really fun game, actually. But there goes that. So this, they should win that game. Yeah, so two and zero. It just for you know reference purposes, Nebraska has a ninety eight point four percent chance to win that. Okay, game. Yeah, so <laughs> Georgia Southern at home. Three zero. They're Scott Foss is really trying to get himself into a. He's trying, man. A bowl he's, game. He's here. like, please, um, Northern Iowa of the South. Yeah, like, like you guys want to play us? The um, school of the blind. Yeah, somebody. Here's the first true ga- true test for them. OU at home. OU Oklahoma? Yes. 3-1. and one. I agree. Even with a new head coach in Brett Venables, I think Oklahoma has better athletes right now than North, than Nebraska. Oh, yeah. This is a team that's still ranked 13th in the, you know, preseason poll. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Even I, I get it's at home. It's, it's supposed to be Johnny Rogers Day. Maybe Nebraska keeps it respectable and close, but, <laughs> I mean, I... I can't see OU losing. I'm going to go 38 to 20. That'd be my early prediction. Yeah. That's probably the realistic one. I was going to say if they can keep it within 10, that's a win for Nebraska, but I can't see them winning this game outright. Three, we're both at 3-1. and one. Indiana at home. After a bye. I'm going to go a loss. Ooh. The Hoosiers get them. Hoosiers get them. 3-2. and two. Rutgers on the road. Let me get. I'm gonna get a little stupid here. I'm gonna go another loss. See, I think they're four and two. I, I, they're in a stretch where they could. They're good enough to win these games. I have them losing at least one of these games, though, just somewhere. I'll, I'll for now. I'll put it on the Indiana game. I might. I could flip that to their next game, which is Purdue on the road. Purdue is on the road. Yes. That's another loss. Three and four. Illinois at home. Four and four. Minnesota at home. 
Uh, four and five. Ooh. This is the stretch of their schedule that gets tough. They go to Ann Arbor. Four and six. They're home for Wisconsin. Four and seven. They so already not making a bowl game in my... They go to Iowa. Four and eight. Yikes. This is a, this is a one-win Big Ten team in my eyes right now. I think they still went from Illinois. They played Illinois pretty close last season. Honestly, they should have beaten Illinois. That was their first game of the season last year. They should have beaten Illinois if it wasn't for Martinez. Um, well, thank God you don't have him anymore. Yeah, I don't. Where is he at now? Kansas State. Dear Lord. So he's their problem I'm, now. Kansas State. Uh, Jesus, I'm so sorry for the Wildcat fans yes. there, but um, yeah, they, like Nebraska played well enough to beat Illinois on the road last season. Uh, and could not get it done. And if I mean, if it wasn't for Martinez, they probably would have won that football game. So that's that's the only win I can really. They may be better. I mean, they, I'll have them run that four and eight, five and seven neighborhood. But Illinois is like really the only conference game I can confidently say that I think they can win that one. Everything else, like for some reason, you know, like we talk about with Purdue. Purdue is just a sneaky team, and um, you know, we saw how many. Uh, uh, seasons they kind of spoiled last season, I think. And uh, you also look at Rutgers, who can also be kind of a sneaky team, I think. And Minnesota at home, especially with the weak non-conference slate they're playing, like I can't, I can't give them a lot of these wins. So right now, uh, four and eight will be my will be my prediction for them, which probably ends in a Scott Frost getting fired season. If they go four and eight, absolutely. He may even get fired with the prediction I'm giving him, which is seven and five, which I think is being pretty generous. I do think they lose to Purdue. I think getting a lot of these teams at home helps Nebraska. If these were road games, I'd probably be at six and six or five and seven. They do catch a pretty decent break at getting a lot of these Big Ten games at home. But also, this isn't a team that hasn't been really all, all that great at home. Like they sell out every game, but I don't think it's a a hostile environment anymore. No. Ohio State, two years ago, three years ago, walked in there. That's a rivalry game. That's a big-time team coming in. Like, like not to go too far off topic, but when when UNLV was a, a you know, outside of the top 25 team and a, a top 10 team came in, the Thomas Samack was a tough place to play, and UNLV would either win that game or they'd play that team really close. Um, you look at Nebraska, they're losing 48-7. to Even Penn State. Penn State, they don't win a lot of these games sometimes, but that's a tough place to play in, and they they those opponents will, um, or they'll play their opponents close. Like Justin Fields comes in with Ohio State, and they they blow that team out forty eight to seven. Like that's embarrassing. And you also look at a lot of the other home games they've lost um, throughout the years, like or in recent years, I should say, uh, it doesn't seem to be as tough of of a place to play in as it used to be. And I really that's why I can't. All their wins I have them winning are at home, I believe. Mm-hmm. So four and two at home, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll be a six and zero home team because if they were so great at home, they'd be in a bowl game at least pretty much every year because they'd at least be going six and zero or five and one at home, which I don't think is anything. That, I don't think that's something they've done in the past four or five years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't see it anything more than seven and five. And I don't know. I mean. Se- it helps that Scott Frost has his best friend as the AD. It may be enough to give him one more year. But I think I, six and six buys him another year. I mean, it probably does. 
I mean, Nebraska fans aren't going to like six and six. That's, I mean, they don't like anything really. Um, they're, they're kind of weird. Um, they like scoff at six and six and seven and five. It's like, well, you haven't seen a bowl game since like 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would be at the six. I think they do make a bowl game. Um, so at least six wins, at least where I think they can. It's not a great bowl game, but hey, Husker fans get to make holiday travel plans. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> Have fun. You get out of Lincoln for a couple weeks, you know, a couple days. Um, so yeah, but like we said, consensus winner. We both believe it's Ohio State out of the Big Ten. The SEC is a little interesting. Now it's two teams that I think it's a two man race. I think it's between Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, it always is. Um, Bama. Well, we can go through each schedule if you want. Um, just because those, I think those are the two notable teams out of the SEC. Um, Bama starts at home with Utah State. The Aggies. The Aggies. Mountain West. You know what? I'm not I'm not gonna go stupid here. I'm not gonna give Utah State a win. So don't go <laughs> that far. But Utah State is a team returning a lot of players and they're not they're not that bad. I think Utah State gives them a, a little bit of a run for their money. And by that I mean like a twenty one to forty one kind of game. Ooh. Um so but I'll go Alabama, obviously. That's it. so the, you wanna guess the line for that game? Twenty eight. Higher. Thirty. Higher. Forty. 38 and a half. 30 and, that's a little, I'd go, I'd go Utah you would take State. The, you take the yeah. point. Yeah, that's probably smart. I'm going to go, I think that's a no-brainer, honestly. Yeah, this mean, is a team that just won the Mount West and won the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. So It's a respectable bowl game. It's a very respectable bowl game. Jimmy Kimmel sponsors it. That's uh, kind of shocking. 38 and a half for Utah State, really? So they basically, yeah. They basically, so. I'm kind of afraid to know what it'd be if they played UNLV. 60. Yeah. And that, even then, you might be like, eh, 60 is probably too low for Alabama. Um, anyway, so they basically get uh, what a lot of Bama fans would probably consider a tune-up game against Utah State to open the year. This is the first true test for Alabama, and I don't even know how much of a test it's going to be for them. They go to Texas. When? Yes. Texas I, is a team that's kind of outside the top 25 right now, but uh, um, yeah. I think I think it's a win. Archie Manning. That's where he committed, right? Yes. He's not going to be there for a couple more years anyway. So. I think it's a Bama win by 17 or more. Like, this is – if you go back to Bama last year, I think it was uh, – it was Miami that – it was like their first um, – one of their first games of the year was a neutral site. People were saying, oh, you know, you got to watch out for Miami. They're, they're, you know, loaded up this year. And Bama curb stomped the crap out of them. By, I mean, the game was over at halftime. I think that could be very similar to what happens here against Texas. I get it's at Texas, but I mean, that doesn't, when it's Alabama, I don't care if it's a home or away. Like yeah. you're, you know what you're getting with Bama and Nick Saban home for Louisiana Monroe. When, uh, home for Vanderbilt, please. Arkansas on the road. When, when, but high scoring, I think Arkansas, Arkansas is one of those weird teams that could give Bama a little bit of a fit. I don't think it's going to be all that long lasted, though. I think Bama wins this game by, like, 17, but... The only two games, do, do they have Georgia on their schedule? No, they miss Georgia. Okay, do they have Texas A&M? Yes. Where's that game at? In Tuscaloosa. <sighs> so the biggest anticipated game of the year, they get at home. That's the only game they really got a shot at at losing is going to be Texas A&M. And see, I think it could that's be... That's going to be a win because it's at home. I think it's a, I think it's a big win because I think if... Bama gets out on A and M. Nick Saban's not letting off the gas pedal. No. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go twelve and zero for them. That I don't. I don't think we gotta really no. go through the schedule here and be like, especially where they've been. I mean, a, a ten and two season for Alabama. They went. They went what. 13 and 1 one year. Yeah. And they lost to Clemson in the national championship and Alabama fans went and Nick Saban fired. So, um yeah, anything below honestly 12 and 0 is a, a failed season for them. So, Texas A&M is the only game they got a shot at losing. I really am rooting for Texas A&M in that game, but I'm also not an idiot right now and I'm not going to say Texas A&M is going to beat them on the road at Alabama uh, in a rivalry game. So, Georgia has an equally easy schedule. Yeah. They have they their opener, if you will, could be their quote unquote tough game is Oregon in Atlanta. Oregon in and in Atlanta, it's a neutral site. Oh, they're playing at uh, Mercedes. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a neutral site. It's basically a home game. Yeah, it's for a home game for them. Georgia, one and one and zero. Samford win on the road to South Carolina. Win. Yeah, Kent State win. Missouri on the road. Oh, Jesus. Win. Or Desiree. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, she gets to take a look at Georgia, I guess. There yeah. you go. Um, Auburn at home. Win. win. Vandy at home. Win. Florida at home. Win. Yeah. It was on the road, Ida. Tennessee at home. Man, these they're, they're giving these teams cakewalks. Yes. Ohio State, out they it's the committee wants these three teams in. The committee's making sure that, at very worst, any of these teams are losing at most one game. Like That is ridiculous. This is a... These are... Schools just should be playing the toughest schedules, yes. and they're having ap- this is a UNLV schedule. I'm listening to so nine and zero or eight and zero, wherever nine and zero, nine and zero. No, sorry, eight and zero. Um, ninth game of the year. No, you're right, nine and zero. This is tenth game of the year at Mississippi State. When at Kentucky. When home for Georgia Tech. Wow, what a gauntlet! Twelve and zero. <laughs> what a gauntlet of of a schedule. Yes. Your toughest opponent is Florida at home. I think. Uh, yeah, or maybe South Carolina on the road with Spencer Rattler. What a, yeah, oh yeah, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, he's going to really. He lost tor- his job really quick. He's going to really yeah. torch that he's Georgia gonna really defense. He's going to really torch that Georgia defense. Oh, boy. He's returning six starters and also is getting, you know, a lot of key transfers. They're All their best transfers are defensive, so. Who does, um, so, but I guess between those two excuse teams. Excuse me, not six starters. They're returning, or they're only returning three on defense. But still, they've always been a. Solid defense. defense. Yeah, that's what they've been known for. So defense. between Bama and Georgia, who wins the SEC? <sighs> Two cupcakes. Um, They're prob- both are going to get into the playoff. Both are probably going to see each other in the conference championship. Yeah, uh, I'll go with Alabama right now. That's just the safer bet. But I like Bama too. Georgia will be twelve and like they'll both. This will be one and two, and so we basically have three teams that we know are probably yeah. in as long as they take care of their schedule. Let's go to the Pac-12, though. Ooh, Pac-12. I was going to go to that ACC, but we can go to Pac-12 first. ACC, Clemson. Spoiler alert. Clemson's yeah. going to Yeah, Clemson's going to win it. Just in case you guys didn't figure out, uh, Clemson has a very easy schedule again. Yeah. Um, so, and it's Dabo Sweeney. Like, yeah, and on. Clemson is fourth in the preseason pool. You look through the ACC. Um, let's try and find the next team. Do-do-do. Still scrolling. Oh, NC State. And let's, let's not kid ourselves here. I don't think NC State's going to... They've got a solid team put together, but I don't think they're good enough for, for Clemson yet. So in the Pac-12, who do we want to start? Do we want to go with USC with making the biggest splash in the conference? We can't, but I was going to just – I was going to say the winner that comes out of that conference. Ooh. And a lot of people are going to think USC. But I'm going to go with Utah. Ooh, I think the Utes are the winners of that conference. 
Um, this was a very good team last season. This is a team I believe that snuck into the top 10 and finished in the top 10. This is a team that was returning eight offensive starters, bringing back five on the defense. Uh, a lot of good key transfers also bringing in offensively receiver Landon Morris, uh, tight end Logan Kendall, um, and also bringing in two very good linebackers uh, to kind of establish a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a pass rush. I like Utah. Uh, I understand USC has brought in a lot of players and a lot of talent, but this is a new team. This is a team that's kind of playing together for the first time. And we'll go through USC's schedule here in a minute, but only returning three starters on defense, only returning six on offense. And a lot of those offensive, you're bringing in a whole new quarterback to the system as well, a whole new head coach. Utah is just the better team overall and is and is the safer bet. They have a team that's been together a little bit longer, uh, a coaching staff that's been together a little bit longer. Um, they're the more complete team in my eyes, and I think Utah, Oregon may even finish above USC, um, but Utah, I think right now, is the, the clear winner in the Pac-12. Utah has very tough games on the road in conference. I think well, we'll go through the schedule, but I think these are games that they're capable of winning. So let's go through it. They start on the road at Florida. I'll go a loss. Home for Southern Utah. I agree, by the way. Win. Yep. Home for San Diego State. Win. Yep. On the road to Arizona State. Win. Yep. Oregon State at home. Win. At UCLA. Win. Ooh. I think that's a close game. UCLA, UCLA was pretty good last year. I think Utah's still miles better than them. They do get USC at home. Win. That's always a tough game for USC, I'd agree. Uh, at Washington State. Win. Uh, home for Arizona. Win. Home for Stanford. Win. At Oregon. We'll go win. At Colorado. Win. So 11-1. and one. Wow. That schedule wasn't too tough. I mean, Washington State's always a weird one when te- yeah. teams go there. Oregon's a tough one. I'm going to go... Colorado they, might give them a little bit of trouble. They may go twelve and like if they can still win from Florida, they may go twelve and zero. But I'll, I think I'll, I think if they still win from Florida, also they may they may drop a, a conference game in there somewhere. But they, they regardless, are, regardless, eleven and one, they are favored against Florida. They are two and a half. Two and a half. I still like Florida because it's a road game. Yeah. And looking at the other side, the only other really contender that we think could give Utah a run in the Pac-12 is obviously USC. They start with Rice. At home. It's a tough one. I'm yeah. about to go with Rice here. I'm kidding. Uh, USC. This is Yeah, that's a good tune-up game. Get all the kinks out game for USC. Oh, boy. They go to Stanford the second game of the year. Loss. Mm, that's a maybe game for me. I don't know yet. Fresno at home. I get Fresno's good this year. Fuck. Uh. Fresno plays them close, but USC. Yeah. Oregon State at, on the road. Win. Yep. Washington State at home. Win. Oh, I'm sorry. Before that, uh, Arizona State at home. Win. Yep. Utah on the road. We gave them a loss. Arizona on the road. Win. Yep. Uh, Cal at home. Win. Colorado at home. Win. UCLA on the road. Loss. It's a rivalry game, so that, that's another maybe for me. Notre Dame at home. Loss. Ooh, Notre Dame goes to Southern Cal and gets the win. Interesting. Eight and four. Eight and four. 
I would say probably... Which is a win for a first-year head coach and also a lot better than they've been in recent years, too. I'm trying to think. So I had one, two... I think I had four maybe games on the schedule. I'll say they split their maybe games and go two and two in that slate. So I think I'm at 10 and two. Yeah. Yeah, 10 and two for USC. Normally, it'd probably be lower, but Lincoln Riley has done pretty well in his first year with new programs. He, I think, went 11 and one or 12 and 0 with Oklahoma his first year there. Um, and he's brought, he's bringing over quite a bit of talent with him already in this first year. I think uh, Caleb Williams should be the starting quarterback for USC, um, a transfer from Oklahoma. He brought over, I think, one of the top running back recruits in the country, maybe even one of the top receiving or top receivers in the country. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to take him some time to work the kinks out, but this is a surprisingly decent roster that Lincoln Riley's bringing over for being a first-year head coach. Like, you don't usually see these many guys transfer over with a head coach. No, you don't. Um, so, I mean, maybe it's talented enough to get to 10 wins. I think I think you're right. Even 8-4 and four is way better than where you were with Clay Helton, and it's a good baseline for year one. I think they are talented enough for 10-2. and two. And if you're 10, let's say you're 10-2 and two and you go... Well, I guess they can't go toe-to-toe with Utah in the Pac-12. They both are in the same conference. Yeah, I mean, that Utah game could really ultimately decide that division um, as far as who's going to represent the Pac-12 in the title game. I'd probably I'd probably go with you. I'd probably say Utah probably comes out of the Pac-12 just because I'm not quite sure what USC looks like just yet. Yeah, it might I it might change three or four games into the year, but I need to see if at least a few games. Um, I like that they get Stanford early on the road, get them a, a true road test first, and it's in conference. It's probably a good measuring stick game for them. After probably that game or maybe the game after, I'll have a better read on USC as far as where I think they can go. Right now, blindly looking at it, I'll give them ten and two. Um with a couple losses, maybe at UCLA because it's a rivalry game and then probably at Utah just because it's on the road. So not a terrible year for USC by any stretch. Um, Do we find a fourth playoff team? We have Georgia. It could go to Utah. Ooh. I think it'll be between, in my eyes, it'll be between. We know we we do have one. It'll be Clemson. Clemson, because we said Clemson yeah, will cakewalk yeah, themselves. Yeah, they'll have a fucking cakewalk. Yeah, I'd really like it. I'd really like it to go to Utah or Texas A and M, but it'll go to it'll be Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, which is, I mean, what's what it is pretty much every year, with the exception of maybe one or two seasons. So the only conference winning fun. Cover, the only conference winning same cover, teams. Who wins the Big Twelve? I don't. I it, the winner is probably not going to the playoff anyway, but just. I guess for conference winner's sake. The Big 12? Yes, the Big 12. Uh, I mean, they don't even have a, a school in the top 10 right now. Um, I feel like Oklahoma might just be the safe bet. I understand they've got a new coach and everything, but they've been the, the dominant team in that conference, and they still got a solid roster put together, and I'll go with Oklahoma. I agree. I don't think it'll matter all that much. They'll no. be playing in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl or the uh, they won't get that. They'll be like the Big Twelve winner always goes to like the Cotton Bowl or something. They go to like a New Year's Six Bowl. 
Um, they get like the they they won't get the Rose Bowl because I think the Rose Bowl is always a a Big Ten and or the, yeah or the Xbox Bowl or yeah the, they'll they'll get some whatever like BCS Bowl the Big Twelve has a bid in like the the champion will go there. Um, so I, I I agree though I think Oklahoma I don't care that they got a first year head coach they're still plenty talented and you're giving me Oklahoma versus the field in the Big Twelve yeah I mean I've seen the field it's Oklahoma State that's like a seven and five eight and four team usually. Uh, and they get Oklahoma State, I think, at home this year. Right. Um, yeah. You're telling me Texas is finally going to be their year? No. I don't care that they have Archie Manny. No. Like, just no, Texas. It's never <laughs> going to be your year. You're like the Cowboys. You tell us every year it's your year, and you vastly underperform. That's how it goes. That's how it goes in Texas. And But you, but don't – oh, they're going to the SEC, so they can go get whipped on by Bama yeah. and LSU and – Everybody else in the SEC. Three, three and nine, Jeez. and four and eight will never look so good. Oh my goodness! In uh, in orange and white. Yeah, but hey, they'll be getting a bag, I guess. So if you're all right with that, you know, they got hey. Chris Beard. Chris Beard's at his eighth dream job <laughs> in seven days. Yeah, until <laughs> until somewhere else, until Duke calls and Duke's right. yeah, Duke's new assistant shits the bed, and they're like, "Hey, Chris Beard," and he's like, "Guys, this is my, my dream, dream job. job. Duke is my dream job." Yeah, I've told you this. So he's gone from. UNLV, which was a destination. Texas Tech was his dream job. Now he's at his new dream job. I think we've come around to the idea that UNLV is not anybody's really quote unquote destination. Like they say, they tell us it is, but. No, I think you got some mental issues if UNLV's your, your end game, at least yeah. in the state it is right now. Yes. You walk into the Thomas and Mac right now and you're like, yeah, this hey, is where I want to be. But hey, they're going to Canada. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy! Oh boy! They're going. To I don't think I don't think Kevin Kruger will get the chance to pick his dream job. To be quite honest with you, no, he'll be probably locked down with UNLV. No, I'm like he'll be gone in three years. Ooh, maybe. I mean, we got Jordan McCabe as the uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's the all leading force. That's all. You, that's all. That's all. Not. That's all. A lot of fans needed to hear. That's right. Is McCabe is leading the charge, and they're like, okay, well, I'll give this guy about two more years. Yeah. Um, I think you should. Get the four year of his contract. Uh, we'll, we'll have college basketball another yeah, time. We're we getting wanna, ahead of ourselves. We're already we're already starting to go down that path. But that's a little bit of a college football preview. Me and Matt are in pretty much agreement here that the the, the four is going to be Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson, which is sad. You know, we want to see it mixed up every year, and it's the same bullshit teams. And Alabama will probably just end up winning again. I was so. about to ask, who do you think's the champion? I think it's I think it's Bama. Oh yeah, Alabama. So Bama, I'd, we, I'd really like to see Utah and Texas A and M slip in there, but. I don't think it's going to happen. They'll get a respectable bowl game, probably. Utah yeah. will probably be in the Rose Bowl again. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, we see this every year with Bama, though, right? Like, yeah. they have one semi-down year like they did last year. And last year wasn't even really a down year. They were still in the national championship, but they lost. Typically, when that happens, they come back with, like, reckless vengeance the following year, and they just, like, wipe out everybody. So, right. yeah, I, I don't – to me, it's Bama versus the field, and maybe Georgia has a crack at them. Um, Ohio State's eh, – I, I I would take Bama before I would take Ohio State just because of the cakewalk that – I think Ohio State has the easiest of the four schedules probably. Right. Just because, like, I mean, they have a bazillion home games and they go on the road for, like, two games this year, which is berserk. Like, Ryan Day must have paid the NCAA a huge bag for that. Like, please do not let us go on the road. <laughs> or if we have to go on the road, make it to, like, Rutgers or – um. Like Illinois, like teams that we can play the second string in the second quarter. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
thank you all for tuning in to our college football preview. Um, you have it from Joey and I. Uh, pretty much in agreement for the most part. We do believe Bama is going to be your national champion this year. And Nick Saban wins his 100th championship in 50 years, it feels like. Um, again, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you're following back and forth on Twitter at BackForthPod. Uh, Instagram is at BackForthPodcast. And you can follow the show, um, or rather you can follow um, Talk That Talk Media Company, which is the official home of Back and Forth. Their Twitter is at TTT Media, or yeah, TTT Media Company. And uh, Instagram, Facebook, all their other socials are Talk That Talk Media Company. We will talk to you guys on Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And until Tuesday, we'll talk to you later. Later.